library welcome to a, another episode in the podcast i hope that everyone had a great new year's and i hope that everyone is having a good good start to the year i was going to record an episode for last week but that kind of got derailed a little bit because we have some friends in town and we just got really busy and I wasn't prepared for an entire day being taken up by our friends, but it's okay. Um, I would have rather have been with my friends than at home by myself recording my podcast episode, but yeah, so sorry about no episode last week, but we've been having a great time with our friends. Um, the two friends that are out here right now, they um, just got engaged, so we were celebrating that and just, yeah, hanging out. We haven't seen them in a long time, so we've been trying to soak up as much time as we can with them. Um, if you guys are listening, hi, love you guys, glad to have seen you. Um, but yeah, I basically was like sick for the whole first week of the year. I had like a three-day migraine, which is horrible. And I just haven't been feeling my best, but um, I am feeling a lot better now. And I feel like, you know, after you travel, It just takes a while to get back into your routine and your body doesn't feel quite right. But yeah, I I don't know. I I don't get migraines that often, but they usually, when I do get migraines, they usually don't last for three days. But this one did. But anyways, regardless, I am doing better. So that is good. But yeah. Um, We've been having a great time with our friends, and I feel like like this new year has been going pretty good. How is your guys' new year's going? I hope that all of you are living your best 2023 lives. I'm definitely really excited for this year and just everything that I um, am hoping to accomplish this year. I am really excited. So, yeah, um, I... I'm looking forward to it. But for this episode, I wanted to give some book recommendations for those whose New Year's resolution might have been to read more or to read more of a variety of books. But before I do that, let me share what I am currently reading. I am currently reading, I just started Gleam by Raven Kennedy. This is the third book in the Plated Prisoners series, and I have think I've talked about the first two books before, but it's a fantasy series, and um, it's about this girl who is like, she is gold, and her skin is gold, and she is like king it's a tale on king midas and midas was i don't know if he was just a a greek god or what he was but everything he touched turned to gold and so this is kind of a twist on that tale but yeah i'm in the third book i am really enjoying it i feel like the pacing is really good 
And I really love the characters. I really love the main character. And I am really um, liking that it's in a few different people's perspectives. Like, it's in the main character. Her name is Oren. I like it's in her perspective. Some chapters every once in a while would, will be in Midas's perspective. And then, like, a couple other people... And I really enjoy that because you kind of get to see the entire picture of what's going on from different point of views and kind of see, you know, like what people are thinking when the main character is Oren, but you get to see some of the side characters' point of views. And even like um, you can see like the bad guy's point of view too. And I really like, I really love being in the mind of the villain because I just like to see how their thought process is going and when books can make you like sympathize with the villain I feel like that's such a hard thing to do but I love when authors and like tv shows do that because it's such like a conundrum where like you're like oh they're 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 bad but then you kind of feel bad for them because it's like they're doing this for a reason, at least most of the time, hopefully, right? They're not just evil from the start like that. Like something made them that way. What made them that way? And how does that like affect them personally? And I feel like maybe I like that it humanizes them instead of like just, you know, you dehumanize the villain because they're evil, they're over there, and then it's evil versus good when really like it's not so black and white all the time there's a lot of gray area where the good people do bad things and the bad people do good things and yeah but anyway um I'm really enjoying the series I feel like this is a good series for my girlies people who also loved um A Court of Thorns and Roses and like Sarah J Mass, I feel like this is a good series to read after you read those books because I I feel like it's it's paced a similar way and the characters are a certain way like there's kind of similar to that sort of whole plot if that makes any sense at all but yeah I'm really enjoying it obviously I can't stop talking about it but let's get into today's episode. So, you want to start reading in 2023, but you aren't sure where to start? This, it can be very overwhelming. There are so many opinions that everyone seems to have on who and what you should read, but you just have to find what's right for you. Not not everything is going to be your taste, and you should not give up reading based off one book that you didn't like. And, I mean, there's a genre out there for everyone, and I know that there's a genre that is for you and that you will enjoy. You just have to find it. And there are some books in a genre that you, like, you love the genre, but then this book you don't like, even though it's in that genre that you do like. But, like, you know, that's that's okay. There are some very popular books that everyone seems to love that me personally, like, I didn't like. 
I, for whatever reason. And so here are some good, um, fast-paced, shorter books that I feel like you would get anyone into reading. Now, we cannot deny that the fact that the quote-unquote that girl author lately to read is Colleen Hoover. No matter what your opinion on her or her books are, her books are wildly popular for a reason. And I feel like the reason for that is because her books are super fast-paced. They're very easy to read. They are very easy to understand. I have read three of her books and each one I read basically in one sitting. They are just like boom, boom, boom. They go through the points like there is no waiting around to get to the plot of the book. You get there before you even realize that you're there. And so I feel like she is a good author to start out with, but definitely don't be stuck in Colleen Hooverville because there are more books out there. I know. I know that's crazy to think that more books are out there that are not written by Colleen Hoover that are equally and or better than her books are, but it's true. So we just need to stretch that toe, get that pinky toe over that comfort zone line, and there we can discover more books. But having said that I've only read three of her books, she has written over 20 books and novellas. So, I mean, there is something to say about her popularity. And regardless of what's going on with the drama about the coloring book and the the backlash about that, she has apologized and she's I think she's taking it off the shelves. I'm not sure. I wasn't well versed in the Colleen Hoover coloring book drama, but I feel like that's not something we should cancel somebody over. Anyway, that's not my place to say. I don't want to get into it, but anyway, so she is very popular. Her books are wildly popular. She is the that girl, it girl, TikTok girl book author to read. So I feel like there's something for everyone here. I have read more of her her more popular books, I feel like. I've only read three, but I've read Ugly Love, It Ends With Us, and Verity. And so each of these books are pretty different. One is a thriller, one is about domestic abuse, and one is a romance. It's a romance, yeah. Anyway, but... Let's go through the books really quick. I'll briefly give you a summary and then I'll move on. But Ugly Love is about this girl. Um, She moves in with her brother and her brother's a pilot. And the boy across the hall from her is also a pilot. And he happened like he and her brother happened to be very close friends. They work together. Um, His name is Miles. 
oh my gosh, I hope I say that right. I think it's right because he's a pilot in the miles. Is her, her name is Tatum, I think. I don't know. I can't remember. But anyway, they, they meet and they are attracted to each other. They start to be, they agree to become um, friends with benefits. And so as they're doing this, he gives her two rules that she cannot break if they're going to do this is he cannot fall in love and he does not talk about his past no matter what no questions asked about his past and if she starts to feel feelings sorry that's a deal breaker and so obviously you go through the story obviously she starts getting feelings for him because that's what happens when you do a friends with benefits situation and then by, by while this is going on it's flashbacking to Miles and his past and so you get to kind of discover what happened to make him so guarded and reserved with Tatum and you you get to find out as she's kind of finding things out and then boom boom at the end of the book it drops and you kind of are left with like oh gosh that's why like it makes sense why he completely closed himself off and when I tell you that I openly weeped and sobbed with this book like ugly love how about ugly crying because I I was bawling like a baby like Will was concerned about me crying that hard (laughs) but I I did really enjoy this book each of the books that I read I gave five stars because they they just make you feel something and like I said they're fast-paced and they're really good paced they are really cringy especially with like the names of her characters but yeah I just you know it was really good so that was ugly love and another one it ends with us this one I think is her most popular book ever and the sequel to it just came out called It Starts With Us. Um, I haven't read that book and I don't think I will. I just, I haven't heard many good things about it and you know I'm just kind of, I feel like she, you know how I feel about sequels and all that stuff that should have been just the one book but then got super wildly ridiculously popular and so now you the author feels inclined to keep the story going when there isn't really a story to be told anymore like the story was told and it ended and that's it doesn't need to keep going when it shouldn't but it ends with us is about a woman named lily blooms i know i know and um she moves to i don't think it's new york i don't remember Um, to become a florist. Yes, Lily Bloom becomes a florist. It's a, it's a cheesy, it's a cheesy meme at this point. It's current cringy meme. But, I don't know, one night she's like up on this rooftop looking out at the city and then this guy comes up and he's like really angry and he like starts throwing chairs that are up on the roof and his name is Ryle and so she and Ryle meets they talk for like a while and then they kind of go their separate ways and then like a year or something passes 
and she and Ryle like end up meeting again and then they start dating and she um, comes from an abusive household. Um, it flashes back and forth from present to past in her life and when she was younger there was this boy his name was Atlas and she he was like homeless and she would sneak him food and let him like take showers at her house when her parents weren't home and all of that stuff um but something really bad happened in her past and her dad was very abusive to um Lily's mom and so that's something that she's always been really concerned with in it in finding a man in her older years and so she's with Ryle and Ryle ends up I don't want to spoil anything, but he is not who she thought that he was. And so it it goes through, you know, the whole story. And then she meets Atlas again when she's an adult. And they kind of start talking again. And Ryle gets jealous. And, you know, that's a problem for him. So, um, yeah, but it, it just kind of goes along with the, like, it ends here. I'm breaking the chain of, um, you know, I'm breaking, I'm breaking the chain here. This isn't going to continue. This like it stops with me. It ends with me. I'm not gonna keep carrying this burden down. It like this pattern ends now. So, yeah, I I liked the book. I thought the names were a little. A little too on the nose, a little beep beep too on the nose, but you know, I thought the story was good and I think that it's important for people to read because I feel like it gives good warning signs and it's just good to be aware of, you know, that these things happen, that women, they are lied to and manipulated and they get caught in these relationships and then they feel stuck because they've been stripped of their dignity and their friends and their family and it's just important to be aware of and to have a little empathy and not victim blame but blame the abuser in the situation so yeah that is it ends with us I like I said I gave that five stars and then the last one that I read of Colleen Hoover was Verity this one is a thriller romance, and this one is crazy. Now, when I first read Verity, I thought it was crazy. Um, I definitely like had a hard time sleeping that night, and I was a little afraid, but it's fine because it's fake. But the name Ver, the word Verity means truth, so that kind of makes me wonder if you've read the book, then you know, you maybe you get what I'm alluding to, but, you know, I'm, I'm just going to say I am team manuscript, but Verity does mean truth. So I don't know if, um, Colleen Hoover like knew that or not knew or didn't know that, but I feel like she would kind of know because she chooses names like Ryle and Lily Blooms, who's a florist and Miles. So I don't know. But anyway, Um, Verity is about this, oh, I cannot remember her name for the life of me, but the main character of the book, she lives in New York, and she, um, was offered to ghostwrite the last 
few books of this author's series because the author who Ver it's Verity. Verity is the author. She was in like a big car accident and she can't finish the rest of the series. So she goes to Verity's home and where Verity's husband and their son lives and she starts going through Verity's office to get her notes together and um, she stumbles upon this manuscript that Verity wrote and basically she is flabbergasted by the truth bombs that Verity wrote in this manuscript and then weird things start happening she meets Verity Verity is basically like um I don't want to be mean and I don't know what the correct term is but a vegetable she is just she's there but she's not there but then weird things start happening and as Verity or as um the main character gosh I cannot remember her name is driving me nuts I liked it too anyways but as she gets further and further through this manuscript she starts realizing that maybe Verity isn't who she seems and she's also getting closer with Verity's husband and it's it's definitely such a wild book and I literally couldn't put it down until I finished it I just had to get through it but yeah, that book was crazy. I really did enjoy that book, and I don't feel bad for enjoying it. And yeah, so that's Colleen Hoover. She's a great, she's great. She's fine, whatever. Um, but yeah, anyways, another author that I recommend of a similar genre, but getting, you know, we're sticking that pinky toe out of the comfort zone, um, is Emily Henry. She has three books out right now, and a fourth one is coming in February. I'm so excited. Um, I think her books are all rom-coms. Yeah, they are. But they are definitely not as heart-wrenching or weird as um, Colleen Hoover's books. And I um, just, I really, like, okay, Emily Henry got me into contemporary romance she has a great writing style and a real talent for, like, storytelling and making her characters feel like actual people. And her three books are Beach Read, which is Small Town Vibes, Rivals to Lovers, Workplace Romance. Um, basically, there's January and Augustus, and they both write books. He writes literary fiction. She writes romance books. And they end up, like, living in this, in um, houses next to each other. And they are both stuck with writer's block. And so they decide to, like, switch genres to each other's genres and then write. So she'll write a literary fiction and he'll write a romance. And so to help each other through this process, um, they go on these, like, little quote-unquote not dates. And then, you know, things kind of escalate from there. But I really did enjoy that book. Um, People We Meet on Vacation is her next one. This is a friends to strangers, back to friends to lovers kind of thing. It's a past and present perspective. 
and I love this one. I feel like as she comes out with more and more books, I like them more and more. I didn't, I like, I loved Beach Read, okay? I loved Beach Read, but Beach Read is my least favorite by Emily Henry, which I know is unpopular opinion. But People We Meet on Vacation is Poppy and Alex, I believe was their names. But Poppy is like a, she's always dreamed of being like a travel agent and writing travel pieces. And so all throughout college, she met Alex in college and every summer they would do a, like the cheapest vacation possible and just go explore. And now she does this for a job and she gets into like really high-end hotels. Her and Alex had a falling out after college and they haven't spoken in years But then she has an opportunity to take, like, one last, um, she goes to take a vacation that's, like, very budget-friendly, like a broke college student-type vacation. And so she invites Alex to go with her for old time's sake and to kind of, um, like, reconnect and try to figure out what went wrong. And so he agrees to go and they, you know, have their little thing. But I like that one because it's past and present perspective. And I think it worked super well. And the story flowed very well. I feel like sometimes when you get past and present perspective, it's kind of choppy. But this one flows very well. And um, then she has Book Lovers, which is my personal favorite. It is the grumpy sun- sunshine trope. I would say it's grumpy sunshine. Um, but she is like the grump and he is the sunshine. This is kind of workplace um, workplace rivals, um, small town vibes, great books. I love them. But book lovers, you have Nora and Charlie who both work in like a literary agency She's like a literary literary agent, and I think Charlie is an editor. And um, Nora's younger sister asks to spend the summer with her in this small town, on the coast of some weird, like some place. I think it was north of South Carolina. Um, but she agrees to go and spend the summer there with her sister. And then she, like, meets Charlie at a bar who just happens to have grown up in this small town. And he's there now to, like, help his parents. And so they kind of meet and build a relationship. And they end up, like, trying to save the local bookstore together. And, yeah, it's really cute. I liked that one. That one was my favorite because Nora... It's not just a romance. It wasn't just a romance. It was also, like, how to, um, like, kind of revive your relationship with your sister. And I, being a big sister like Nora, just felt like the big sister vibes. And it made me really miss my younger sister. And I just felt like me and Nora were, like, we, we, we understood each other. And the banter was so good. I loved the banter in Book Lovers. I thought it was so natural. It was so funny. And it just flowed so well. Like, it made me feel like I was in the room with these characters. And they weren't just, like, imaginary characters on a page. They were actually real. So, 
definitely Emily Henry is like a number one read author for me and I think that her books are a great place to start if you're trying to get back into reading this year and she doesn't have that many books she has three out right now and then a fourth one coming out soon so that's not that many books um but this next book is called a cozy mystery these are like um a murder mystery in it but they're supposed to have like a comedic tone and it's not supposed to be very serious but it's called finley donovan is killing it by el cosimano i talked about this book before because i loved it so much um but it's about like a single mother who's an author she's really struggling with this new transition into being a single mom and she is like really trying to make ends meet she has severe writer's block and then she but the books that she writes is like um I don't I can't remember it was like murder romance or something like that thriller romance maybe but she and like her agent meet at like a Panera and they're talking about the plot of her book and she's just kind of spouting off ideas and then when she goes to leave she finds this note in her purse and she reads it and it says like I have a job I have like you my husband you can take care of my husband and I'll pay you like call me at this number basically this woman overheard Finley talking to her agent and thought she was a hitman and hires her to kill her husband and so this sends Finley on a wild wild ride where she gets like caught in all of this murder and um she like doesn't know what to do and she's freaking out and there's like she just feels like she's stuck but then um like things kind of start working out for her and she starts to get ideas about her book and yeah it's crazy but I loved it and I thought it was just so like funny and you're just like oh my gosh this is like literally insane what is going to happen next and so you kept wanting to read further which is great and um this book is also a part of a series I think I can't remember how many books I feel like there's at least three books there might be one more I'm not sure but I haven't read the rest of the books yet. I really want to because I really did enjoy Finley Donovan is Killing It and I want to read more. I think the second one is called Finley Donovan Knocks Him Dead. But yeah, I really enjoyed it. And I know that they're all going to be very good. So if you like books along that line, definitely check that one out. That one is very good. This next one is a YA um, young adult book, but it is it was just so good, and I just loved the vibes um, of this book. It's called The Summer of Broken Rules by K.L. Walter. It's fast-paced. There's a fun plot line of this assassin game in the book. Basically, the game of assassin, what they do is like, um, everyone gets like water guns, water balloons, stuff like that. And you have a 
you get a piece of paper that has like a name on it and then you have to go assassinate that person and but somebody has your name and they're trying to assassinate you so you have to walk your you have to watch your back while trying to get the person that you're after and then once you like get that person out you take whatever the name they had and then you keep going until there's eventually only two people left and then you do a big great battle and yeah but this um book is about this girl she goes to Martha's Vineyard where her grandparents live and she grew up going there with her family and her big extended family and so this year is her cousin's wedding and this year is really sad because it's the first year that she's going to Martha's Vineyard after her sister's death and so she's kind of mourning the fact that she doesn't have her sister there with her and she's trying to be excited for her cousin and um she plays this game of assassin with everyone and she kind of falls for the groom's stepbrother uh, I think it was his stepbrother and they have a cute little romance and it, this is like a perfect summer read it just was really cute I loved the assassin plot line I loved the um like the deeper plot line of her grieving her sister and trying to be there without her for the first time and um yeah it was like a bittersweet book but I think it was more sweet than it was bitter and it was definitely really good definitely recommend if you're trying to get back into reading it's fast paced and the chapters were pretty short which I always appreciate I hate short I hate long chapters um, short chapters are the way to go. This next one is an alternate history book series that I've, I've only read the first two books. I think there may be out four now, but I'm not quite sure. But it's American Royals by Catherine McGee. And it's about what America would be like if George Washington had accepted the crown he was offered after the war against the British and America gained its independence so like if he had accepted the crown that he was offered and if the Washington monarchy was like still in power today and um what America would be like and so yeah I definitely really liked it it centers around the royal family it centers around mostly the kids there's three of them there's the future queen the oldest one and then her two younger siblings who are twins and who her younger sister who's known as the spare like if something happens to her older sister then she would become queen so that's kind of like her identity is um like oh I'm just a spare no one really cares about me and then her her twin brother who's like well I'm good I'm not in line really for the throne so like you know I can do whatever I want and it's about the pressures of being a royal and what happens when you kind of blur boundary lines and just you know all the drama that comes with like media and being royal we all know how crazy that can be with everything going on with 
Harry and Meghan and the royal family right now. But yeah, anyways, I really enjoyed the first two books. I haven't read the other ones yet, but I definitely want to. They're on my list. Um, but I think it's fun to um, list, like, to imagine what it would be like if we were in a monarchy and not a democracy. And I just, I really liked it. I thought it was really good. I love, the, like, the princess vibes, like, the um, princess diaries kind of vibes of this book. So, yeah. And if you are more into thrillers and true crime, then I'm, like, I am, because I love true crime, and I listen to it probably way too much, then you should be reading Stalking Jack the Ripper by Carrie Maniscalco. This is a fiction story about Jack the Ripper, and if you don't know who he is, he was this prolific serial killer in the late 1800s who committed horrific murders of sex workers. He was never caught or discovered. And basically, people have dedicated their lives to try to find out his mysterious identity, what happened to him, and kind of like his psyche and all these different theories. It's crazy. It's wild. If you want to listen to a Jack the Ripper podcast, then I would definitely listen to Morbid. And they do a great job. I think they did like a four-part Jack the Ripper series. Outstanding if you want to know more about Jack the Ripper himself. But this one is kind of like an alternate history. Like it's fiction, but it's about Jack the Ripper. Um, so like he was never caught, never discovered. We may not ever know who he was. But this, in the book, this woman, she decides to figure out what's happening and try to catch him. It's like a thrilling read. There's a whole series, I think, of like four books that you can keep reading if you like. All four books aren't about Jack the Ripper. It's like Stalking Jack the Ripper, something about Houdini, and I can't remember the other two. Um, but yeah, this book was, it was good. It wasn't my favorite read, but I do think that if I had known more about Jack the Ripper when I read it, then I would have enjoyed it more. And the reveal at the end was definitely one that I did not see coming. So I definitely recommend this book if you like, um, Jack the Ripper, true crime, serial killers, like that sort of stuff. If that is like interesting to you, then this book is good is a good read. Um, This next book is a classic, and if you haven't read it, then what have you been doing? I don't understand. It's The Fault in Our Stars by John Green. If you don't know, then let me tell you. And don't just say, oh, I watched the movie, it's fine. No. The, The movie is wonderful, and I do love the movie, but nothing is as good as the book. You should read the book. Basically, you have Hazel and Augustus who are struggling with cancer. Hazel has lung cancer. Augustus, I don't remember what kind of cancer he had, but he had um, his leg amputated. So they meet in like a cancer awareness group for like teenagers or whatever, and they start dating. And basically they're like... Hazel's like, you know, I'm going to die someday anyway soon. So, like, you know, might as well just try to love the in the 
best way that I can. And she and Augustus end up going to Amsterdam for Augustus, like, make-a-wish. He never used his make-a-wish, and she mistakenly, naively used hers on, like, Disney World. (laughs) But uh, he, so they go to Amsterdam to meet Hazel's favorite author, and things don't really work out the way that they should. And then it's, I mean... A book about kids with cancer, it's going to end sadly, and sadly it ends that way. And I think that it's really good. John Green is a great writer. I love his, I've only read two of his books, so I can't say I love his books. But I loved The Fault in Our Stars, and that was definitely one of my favorites in high school. I, that was one book that me and all the girls in my class had read at the same time, and then When the movie came out, we all went to the theater, and we all watched it together, and I remember, I don't know if I brought the the box of tissues, or if our friend did, but someone brought a box of tissues, like an entire full box of tissues, and we were like passing it like up and down the row when we got to the sad parts, because it was so sad. Man, those were good memories. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, high school sucked, but the movie nights with the girls, those were nice. But yeah, I loved The Fault in Our Stars. I think that's a great book to read because, I mean, it's YA. It's really easy to read. And it's a good story. Like, the characters are really nice. So, and it's different from the movie. Then you can watch the movie and cry about it again. But yeah, this last one is a historical fiction that I feel like everyone should definitely read in their lifetime. And I've talked about this book a few times before. That is We Are Not Free by Tracy Chi. And she tells the story of what happened to all the Japanese Americans who were sent off to live in internment camps after the bombing of Pearl Harbor in World War II. And It's about 14 teenagers and their experience living in these camps, and she talks about their living conditions and some of the very hard decisions that these kids had to make while they were there and how how their different decisions impacted their lives and how it kind of changed the trajectory. I have a hard time saying that word, of their friendships, their relationships with their families, and, you know, it's just, like, you you know a lot about World War II, you know a lot about what Germany did in World War II, you learn a lot about that, but you never really, in how America came to save the day, and while that's important to know, super important to know about all of the the holocaust and all of that stuff it's also important to know what other countries in the world were also doing how japan was treating um the situation how russia was going about treating the situation and how america was treating the situation and how Every country that was involved were basically hiding things from the world. And this is something that I've never really learned about. And I feel like it's important to know just to be aware of 
what happens when you when fear rules your lives and when fear kind of sweeps up and takes over the government and how you know like we were so flabbergasted by the treatment of Jewish people in the prison camps or um, in the Holocaust but then we were you know putting Japanese families into horse stables and telling them to make it work and they would be treated better if they joined the military and they would be treated worse if they chose not to and calling them you know all these horrible things and saying that they were like communists or whatever they were saying about them but I just think it's really important to to know how it was back then and how it still can be if you are if people aren't careful history does really repeat itself and it's just it's good to be aware of your history and so yeah it was really eye-opening and heartbreaking but I'm really glad I read it and I really did gain a lot gain a lot of perspective on what happened during World War II so yeah but these are all my books that I have for you today I hope you enjoyed, and I hope this gives you some interesting ideas, recommendations. I hope all of your dreams come true this year. I am super excited about the possibilities of this year. You can follow me on my social medias, and don't forget to rate and share the podcast. I really appreciate every single one of you who listen. It means the world to me. I love doing this, and I love talking about books and sharing what I love with the world, even if it's a really small platform. It's just fun. I feel like I hang out with you guys, and, you know, this is like, you know, book club Sundays. So, yeah, I really appreciate you guys, and I thank you for coming to my library. I will talk to you guys next week with a new episode. Bye.